hit me. From Studio P, Sausalito, home of the hit, it's time for... Succotash. The number one comedy podcast, podcasting about comedy. Podcast. And here's your host, internationally recognized comedy podcast, podcaster, Mark Hershaw. Oh, very episode 44. Hello, everybody. Mark Hershaw here. And it is, I guess this is our Christmas episode. I, I think this is as close to Christmas as we're going to get, but that's okay. It counts. Welcome back uh, to the show. Uh, welcome back to Studio P. Hello, Joe Polino. Mark. Uh, it's great to have you back. Rick. Well, it's good to be here. It's been a number of episodes since we've been actually in the studio. You know, I this is Studio P, the home of the hit, and I've taken to calling my car Studio F because it's a Fiat. <laughs> and it's where I do my wraparounds so I don't wake up my wife, who doesn't really care about Succotash very much at all, quite frankly. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, uh, whatever your ha uh, particular persuasion happens to be, we are here for a, a whole bunch of very special clips today because uh, I decided this is going to be Succotash's Christmas card to the Pod Mafia. Now, you may not know who the Pod Mafia is. They operate under the cover of darkness for the most part, but it's a collection of podcasts, mostly comedy podcasts, but not all of them. And for whatever reason, uh, we've all sort of gathered about uh, in various social media circles and whatnot. We support each other. Um, and a number of them have been very supportive of this particular show to the point that I have been dubbed the Podfather. So it's a, it's a, a distinction I wear with pride. Um, but anyway, I wanted to give a little Christmas card to the members of the Pod Mafia. So all the clips we have today are from members of that illustrious crew, the Pod Mafia. And there's actually a number that I call the Pod Mafia Irregulars that we just simply don't have time to get to. I will put them in the next episode. Uh, just couldn't get everybody in because one of the reasons we don't, we have a very special Boozing with Bill segment coming up later today. Bill Haywatt finally back in the studio. Well, we're back in the studio, so Bill's here, and that's going to be very exciting. He's got a special Christmas drink for us. Yes. Uh, Bill will be here. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm actually going to play the first clip is not from somebody in the Pod Mafia, but I'm going to say they're Pod Mafia irregular. I promised Darren Staley I was going to play a clip from his show last episode. I ran out of time and I promised he would be in the number one slot in today's episode. So here from Dylan Brody's Neighbor's Couch is Darren Staley. And uh, we're going to kick off this show uh, with this uh, particular one. He's a very big supporter of Succotash, I'm happy to say. And uh, his audio quality has gotten much better. Uh, I used to dress him down for it. It's still not top of the heap, but I think it's because he broadcasts live on uh, blog talk radio. And I think his uh, technology is a little bit limited by having to be on the phone with his guests. His guests are getting bigger and bigger, by the way, uh, both virtually and literally. Uh, here's a clip from him talking with Roseanne. You know, you also, like we talked about Twitter, and, and you uh, you talk a lot about family on Twitter, and uh, I, I think you're uh, maybe at a family uh, kind of uh, event uh, today, uh, and you talk about the kids. Well, it really kids. bothers me that my daughter does not cook her chicken all the way through if you're following us on Twitter, and I don't know, like, she thinks that it's like that I'm really out there because, like, I really do lose sleep over 
her feeding chicken uh, to the boys that's not completely cooked, and I'll just stay on it. I can't get off it, and um, but she won't listen to me. Tell her that she needs to cook her chicken more thoroughly, but she won't listen because her whole generation, they don't fucking listen to anything anybody tells them about how you properly cook a chicken. They think they know shit that they don't fucking know. It really gets on my goddamn nerves. And so I'm trying to employ all of Twitter to get involved to tell Jenny, you've got, you can't, the chicken, you know, how you tell if a chicken is cooked got nothing to do with the thermometer or none of that shit. It's something else. And chicken cannot be slimy. It has to be spongy, the meat. Right, and and I'm glad that you do that because I've I, I told you once before, and, and I mentioned this to Jake, uh, on Twitter, just just list, just reading you. If, if all Twitter was was you yelling at kids, I would I would use it just for that and nothing else. Because it, well, it, Jake, it, there's a there's a whole other story, Jake. Boy, I yeah. don't know what's up with Jake. He, I don't know that guy. Jake is <laughs> such a you know, when he's not like Mr. Macho, there he is with these cats, which disgust me. I never let my kids have any cats. For one thing, I'm cataphobic. Yeah. And I never want to be around cats or in their vicinity. If I see them, I can't, you know, if I see a cat, I can't even move. I freeze. Like when I went to Greece, we ate at this outside restaurant, and it was beautiful. And, uh, and, and I sat down to have this fantastic meal with my friends. We went on a cruise. And, well, by God, all these cats came out of nowhere, and I just stand up and start screaming because I just fucking hate cats. So I guess, you know, Jake talks about how, you know, the today's mothers, and, of course, he means me, today's mothers, he says they raised a generation of wimps, but he excludes himself from that. But anyway, uh, and he tells everybody how not to be a wimp. But anyway, in his private life, it's just Jake and his two cats, Jake and his babies. It's like when we want to get a hold of Jake, we tweet, I'm having a cat emergency, call me. And then you know he's going to call. Well, we just make fun of him. But, uh, you yeah. know, but, yeah, I, I, and I, then I, I've I, got to... Yeah, I, I really got to side with Jake. I can't believe that. I'm a, I'm a big cat person. I, my cat sleeps in the bed with me at night. Can you imagine having Ooh, a cat? That's so sick. Them? No, <laughs> that's beyond sick. What's wrong with you? I, I what, don't know. Seriously, what do you, what's wrong with you that you would do that? I don't know. But, you know, sometimes it is weird because, you know, if you look at them in the right way, they do look like kind of a giant furry rat. <laughs> don't they? <laughs> Okay, so that's Roseanne Barr on there with Darren Staley. So I don't know how he's rounding up these guests, but more power to you. Happy holidays, uh, Darren, and uh, also known as at Crobama on Twitter. You can find him easily enough on Blog Talk Radio or at his home site, Dylan Brody's Neighbors Couch.com. And I'm going to bet he had very little trouble getting that URL. He's also on iTunes. Next up is the Royal and Doodle Show from England. Now, Tommy Royal of the Royal and Doodle Show is, I think, the bloke responsible for coining not just the Pod Mafia name for the collective of shows that we're saluting today with our Christmas card, but also for dubbing me the Podfather. So uh, kudos once again, and thanks 
Tommy. Uh, they are out of England. They not only have spirited conversations, but also some truly inspired audio flights of fancy from time to time. And they often show up as guests on other podcasts. We will have to get them on as guests on Succotash in 2013. I will make that uh, that resolution right now. Um, and in fact, uh, you know, let's hear from them right now. Uh, one of them. It seems Tommy is off the show. He's been replaced by a lady. Good evening. Welcome to R&D Live. I, I say R&D. R&P, I think. R&P, because... No. R&N. R&N. D&P. N. N. P and D. Necessary. Because tonight... Necessary. ...is only myself, Angus D. He's the man. And the lady herself, Isabel P. Very good to be here. In a sort of uh, a role that I wouldn't normally play. What's that role? Uh, co-host, I believe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you meant lady. I, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I am a lady. Everyone knows that I'm a lady. My sexy voice, I believe, was the uh, comment on the uh, iTunes rating in uh, the good old you of say. I, I believe you'll find the um, iTunes ratings actually specifically said it should be called Isabel and Royal and Doodle. I, I would thoroughly, thoroughly agree with that. That's <laughs> something I would go along would with without thoroughly shadow. Agree with that? Thoroughly. Yeah. No, double thoroughly. A lot of thoroughlys. In fact, I'm not sure that I can say thoroughly enough times to uh, extend the magnitude of how thoroughly I agree with that. Yes. How thoroughly would you agree with that? Thoroughly, thoroughly, yay, thoroughly. So, thrice so, thoroughly. Okay, so you've ta- you've jumped in because Tommy's had to leave. Yes, he's a bit of a lightweight. Why, why did he go. have to leave? I believe he's got uh, things to do, which are manly things. Although I'm surprised he can do manly things because, well, we both know, you and I, that, you know, manly things are not really becoming of uh, Mr. Tommy Royal. It's only because of his age, to be fair. Well, yes, and it's his, his age. sexual and his, persuasion. And his creaky bones. And, and I do has mean... Has he got a creaky bone? Uh, he has, yes. Have I've you never, seen his creaky bone? No, no, I've heard. Because uh, I have spoken in a lady way to some of the women what he has been with in his past. Obviously not at present, because there's only one lady what he would be with at present. However, in his past... What, yeah. lady, what lady is that? Uh, which one? What the, the, He would be with in his present. Well, I believe he has a wife. No one's seen her. We, we have to take his word for that, Quite but honestly, he has a wife. I've, I've known him for around about ten years, and I've never seen her. Well, me neither. I haven't known him. I've seen long. a silhouette in the window. Right, yes. Hanging, was it? Uh, yeah, it was swinging yeah. from side to side. He's, he used to be a Boy Scout, you know. Did he? Very good at knots. A Boy Scout leader or a Boy Scout? Excuse me, I'm 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 trying to get in the swing of the Royal and Doodle thing by by drinking a beer. I, I know. Am I on camera? Usually, I'm very conscious of camera. You are on camera. Usually, you're on a white wine spritzer. Uh, yes, but I'm trying to be kind of uh, in with the show, and um, you know, just being part of the. Uh, the Royal and Doodle experience rather than doing my little news bit, you know. All right, that's uh, Tommy Royal and Angus Doodle, oh, Angus Doodle and Isabel P., I should say. Be listening for their audio Christmas pantomime show, which should be dropped as of now, and I will be playing a guest role on that show. Mark. Kenny. Hello, Kenny. Hello. It's pantomime on radio. It is, it is pantomime on radio. What I, will you hear? Just... 
<laughs> no, you know, there's a British term pantomime that has nothing to do with being the kind of pantomime you're talking about. It's some sort of like thrown together entertainment. Oh, like oleo. If you will. Yes, oleo is a very good way to put it. You're surprised I knew oleo. I, I'm very surprised you know I it. I wonder if Henderson make pantomime pants. I think they're going to. <laughs> oh, I will make lots of money now. Okay, I... back to Mark Hershon. <laughs> anyway, listen to Royal and Doodles, Doodle, <laughs> Royal and Doodles, uh Panto Show and uh, see if you can pick out my voice. I am a bit of an audio chameleon, so you may not be able to figure out which character is mine. Find more R&D at royalanddoodle.podbean.com on iTunes and on Stitcher. Smart Radio. Speaking of Panto, let's give a listen to the latest holiday offering from our friends at Henderson's. Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a garment was stirring, not even a blouse. The shirts were hung by the jackets with care, in hopes that some pants soon would hang there. The boxes were nestled all snug in their drawers, while socks, athletic and tubular, had been left on the floor. And Mama in her kerchief, and I in my cap, were worn out from discussing our marital gap. From the hangers in the closet there arose such a clatter, I yanked open the door to see what was the matter. I pulled skirts and blazers aside like a flash, yanked down all my ties, my belts, and a sash. Though the weak light in that cupboard could barely show the inside of the place where all our clothes go, yet what to my wondering eyes should appear? A dozen new pads to cover my rear. Being hung like a sailor, I'm sorry, being hung by a tailor so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be Saint Nick. More rapid than eagles, his hands they did fold, those pants on wooden hangers so old. He said, oh, now here are some pants they designed for Nixon, and two pairs of trousers custom made for Wolf Blitzer. Check out that zipper, make fast the clasp, for soon pants from Henderson's will save your sweet ass. <laughs> You've heard of their dungarees, pet pants, and khakis, their Wake Island shorts were proclaimed to be tacky. Won't you please try on a pair of Henderson's best? Perhaps some turtleneck trousers with a vest? Or ballet pants? Clam diggers? Space pants for sure? Why not their drifter chinos? Picnic pants and more? There are plenty of Henderson's pants to go round. Great pantaloons at a bargain are yours to be found. That jolly old fellow, he saw I was a skeptic and realized that the hard sell at Christmas made me quite dyspeptic. So he mellowed a bit and gave me a smile and suggested we just kick back for a while. I asked him point blank, do you have time to waste? You've only got one night to be all over the place. He laughed and said not to worry. Thanks to a secret, he was in no hurry. He showed me from the sides of the trousers their sprouted wings, with pockets so deep he could carry all of his things. A sales spiel on Christmas? Are you joking? You can't! He winked and he said, Brand new from Henderson's. They're the new Santa Pants. 
Originally made for sneak thieves, elves, and guys who sit on thrones in the middle of department stores right after Thanksgiving, Henderson's original Santa Pants are available at the North Pole. And that's it. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from Henderson's, makers of nice knitwear and naughty naga hide since 1829. And now back, ho ho ho, to Succotash. Ah, oh, thank you, Bill Haywood. I am still waiting for our Henderson swag bags to show up. They usually send them every year, and so far I have not seen one. Joe, have you seen our swag bags? Uh, no, but, you know, what's interesting is I did get a, a notice from UPS that there had been a delivery, but there was, it, it, I think the swag bag may have been stolen. Oh, boy. Well, you know what? They always just send, like, cast-off garments and things, so I'm not really, not really sad. It's all the pants that didn't work out, so... Oh, it's not um, a not a great loss. I feel sorry for the guys who kind of ripped us off. Man. Yeah, me too. Wow. Me too. All right, let's get back to our Succotash Christmas card. Thanks to the members of the Pod Mafia. Next up, Ed Wallach from Don't Quit Your Daycast is not just a member of the Pod Mafia, but was inspired in part to do his own podcast uh, after listening to Succotash. I believe I've mentioned that before. He just had his one-year anniversary show where he ranted. Ed loves to rant, by the way. Ranted about Thanksgiving with his guests, Taylor Ripley, who's also known as at Turk Reno on Twitter, and Tom Beavis of the Destination Asphyxiation podcast. So here, Ed rant. So what really pisses you off about the video game industry right now? I mean, if anything... Or, I mean, just in general. What pisses me off is, um, I don't know, more than anything else, it's just the lack of creativity. It's all, you know, everyone's doing a fucking shooter. They're trying to beat Battlefield, or they're trying to beat Call of Duty, or they're all, uh, you know, just copycatting. Same shit that's always bugged me, though, about, that's bugged me about any kind of entertainment industry. You know, once anyone does any one kind of hit in anything... Everyone tries to repeat the exact same fucking thing, you know? Right. I, I miss, you know, I miss, uh, I used to love this game called Grid that had a demolition derby <laughs> multiplayer portion of it. And that's the only reason I played that game, dude. It was just relaxing to me to go on this Oval 8 and, uh, you know, and do uh, demolition derby, and mostly it was other people in England that were playing this thing with me, and I just knew how to use the angles and use the track and rub, and oh, dude, they used to get so pissed off at me. It was like when I'm playing GTA 4 and I've got everyone in the fucking multiplayer game pissed at me because, like, Tom's seen it. I was or Tom's seen the scores. My son's seen it. Uh, last week I was playing. I got like. 31 to 1 and 30 to 1 ratios and 30 to 0 ratios on, uh, you know, kill to death ratios. And people get pissed. And then they all start attacking you at once, you know, in their cars or in their fun. Everyone's coming at you on uh, the board at once, just pissed. It's just fun to me because I'm having fun. So fuck yeah. If you're not running away and you're coming to attack me, I'm having a great fucking time and laughing my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> It's just fun yeah. to me. And, and cause I'm playing ultimately to relax. <laughs> I'm not going to stress about a video game like I did in the, tw- in my twenties. Uh, you know, I'm just saying, I'm having fun, dude. Hey, suck it, Dash. This is Ed Wallach from Don't Put Your Day Cast. I just wanted to tell you guys happy holidays and thanks a lot for all your support this year. I really appreciate it, Mark. I hope you, uh, Joe and Bill all have a great holiday and, Keep on passing suck and pass. I always will. 
Thanks a lot, Karen. All right. Well, thank you very much, Ed, for the phone call into the Succotash hotline to wish us that uh, season's greetings. And uh, I'm sure it was appreciated by Joe and Bill as well. You can find uh, Ed and his Don't Quit Your Daycast at that website, don'tquityourdaycast.com. He's also on iTunes. And, you know, as long as we've got Ed and Tom Beavis in the same room, uh, recently Tom was up from Southern California visiting Ed here in Northern California. It turns out that Ed is Tom's uncle. Who knew? And I ended up uh, uh, taking those gentlemen out for, uh, for a little libation. Uh, when they were uh, when it was the Thanksgiving holidays, so uh, he was up here and recorded some of his podcast, Destination Asphyxiation, at his uncle's place. So uh, let's listen for the first time to a clip from Tom's Destination Asphyxiation podcast. Oh, and look, it's Ed Wallach ranting some more. Thanksgiving's tomorrow. What's your beef with that? My beef with Thanksgiving? I have nothing against it other than we killed off an entire race of people and ran them off a fucking continent. Uh, other than that, yippee. You know, I'm the, and I still like Dances with Wolves. I love Dances with Wolves. <laughs> so do I. But, uh, you know, a new American argument against, you know, we should feel bad for the Indians. And I heard them talking about this on one of my mom's conservative talk radio stations. People in the Midwest, absolutely. And they I've would got say, there. Uh, don't feel bad that we killed all the Indians because it would have happened eventually. History. Oh, it would have happened eventually? <laughs> they really? said, if we didn't do it, somebody else would have come and done it. Yeah, you shouldn't feel bad about the whales either because eventually <laughs> the whales would have killed themselves for lamp oil. Yeah, yeah. They would have been self-immolating because they wanted to eat more of their fat. Yeah, that's, a, you know, just because Eskimos learn to use those few things for a food source. See, I had a whole idea about using whale fat as a food source and as the sole food and lighting source, light and heating source for a reality television series at one point where you lock 12 people in a cabin with just 1,200 pounds of seal fat as the only light, heat, and food source <laughs> and see what comes out hey, of see, that. You know what would make it better is... <laughs> Steven Seagal. Uh, lo- well, yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> Who no. was part of my idea? Go to my blog. You lock all of these people in the room, except instead of having just like cans of seal fat, you just have like one big dead whale. And now they have to field dress it yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> and now if they and want you to have eat, to build your tools out of flint. Yes. <laughs> we just get in there, craft handles with the bones. You can pull one out. Whatever. I'm doing a lovely scrimshaw piece. I'm in the room. You're in the room alone. I'm doing a scrimshaw for Joan because she's my favorite contestant here with me. <laughs> That'd be just the worst show to watch. <laughs> well, see, part of my concept would fix that. Another part of my concept was you locked all these people in that room with Steven Seagal, who had to explain string theory to them. And that was part of what would help you win the competition. <laughs> because at the time, Steven Seagal was making a lot of internet and TV appearances drunk. I think he was having an issue at the point. And he was also country singing. And thank you, Steven, for Wait, letting that what? go. Yeah, Steven Seagal still does blues and country albums. He's yeah, done I know, a couple. I know he's in a blues album. Yeah, and he, and at that time, I had seen somewhere he had done a country song, too, uh. which was probably on one of his blues albums. But the point was, <laughs> I, you know, I, I've studied Aikido, and I infinitely respect Steven Seagal for what he's done mm-hmm. in that realm. And he's done some good films when he had good producers and people behind him. All that European trash he's done, I'm sorry, Europe, is trash. <laughs> Those were all direct the video here. Those only yeah. were in theaters yeah. in uh, Lithuania. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, so that's uh, Destination Asphyxiation. Tom Beavis with his guest, Ed Wallach. And uh, you can find that at destasp, D-E-S-T-A-S-P-H dot com. He's also on iTunes. Uh, it is time now to dip once more into our hallowed tweet sack. Ah, we got a note from Monica Hamburg, who was the co-host of a show called the S&M Rants podcast, which we played a couple times here. She has switched gears, got herself a new co-host and a new show called Dazed and Convicted. So uh, we're going to play a clip, but uh, not today. Uh, she's not in the pod mafia, but she's close. Uh, anyway, here's what uh, her letter had to say. It says, hi, Mark. Hope you're doing great. Congratulations on all your recent successes. What, what recent successes? <laughs> what she's talking about? Uh, I know you're aware that the S&M Rants is now dazed and convicted. You can find it at dazedandconvicted.com since you were kind enough to retweet that information for me. I just wanted to mention that there's also been a number of changes to the podcast. Among the major ones, I have a new co-host and we write and act out some dark, funny sketches. I feel it's getting really good, more polished as well. You featured clips of my podcast twice before, so certainly no pressure to spotlight again. But if some point in the future you'd like a clip from a more recent show, please let me know. Cheers, Monica. Well, congratulations, Monica Hamburg, and uh, best of luck with Dazed and Convicted. And yes, I will play a clip in our very next episode, I promise. Unless, as I always say with my promises, I forget. Um, we got a call on the Succotash hotline. Uh, occasionally we get calls. This time we got a call from Andy of the Hear Andy Talk podcast. Now, I'm only familiar from, with the Hear Andy Talk podcast by seeing their tweets on Twitter. We have not played a clip yet. And as it turns out, he called this, the, the, as it turns out, he called the Succotash hotline and has never heard our show. Hello, Succotash hotline and show. This is, my name is Andy. I'm from the Hear Andy Talk podcast. And I saw this on Twitter. It said Pod Mafia members, but you gave me the number anyway, so I feel like it's okay for me to call. How you doing? Cool. That's good. Don't worry, that'll clear up. Um, I don't really know what I'm going to talk about or what I have to say because I've yet to listen to your podcast, but I will definitely do that. It's okay because I doubt you listen to mine yet. But if you have, uh, man, do I have egg on my face? Or should I say eggnog, happy holidays? Or should I say, you know, dreidel nog, happy holidays, or Kwanzaa nog? Um, I don't know if this is funny. If not, I'm just really doing this as a promotion. Listen to my podcast when you're done with this one. Listen to every second of this podcast, and then listen to a little bit of hearing you talk. But... Yeah, so, hey, Succotash, it's been real. Stay black. Um, yeah, keep doing what you do. And uh, fuck the white man. Bye. <laughs> All right, Andy, uh, your your phone call enough has been enough to goad me into listening to hear Andy talk. Um, we're going to play a little Christmas music. This is off of our friend John Anilio's EP called Seasons Geekings. We featured... Uh, Batman smells a rebuttal in the last episode. Here's another cut off that EP called Is a Chupacabra Kosher? Is a Sasquatch kosher? Could it be served like tenderloin? 
Could you eat it with some chocolate coins? Is a Sasquatch kosher? Do you think it tastes like beef? Would its hair get caught between your teeth? Is a chupacabra kosher? How come all these goats are dead? Could you eat it with some hollow bread? Is a chupacabra kosher? Or do you think that it's unclean? I guess I'll settle for some rice and beans. So how can you tell if an animal is kosher or unclean? The Torah gives a list of simple rules. bird of prey or any creeping thing but it's okay if it has cloven hooves unless of course it's a pig which has cloven hooves but does not chew its cud in order for a land animal to be kosher it must have cloven hooves and chew its cud so no go on the pig back to the song isn't Ouroboros kosher? It's a great big giant snake. Could you eat it with some potato pancakes? Isn't Ouroboros kosher? I don't think that it's the case. To eat it would surely be a big mistake. Eat it would surely be a big mistake. Ah, Merry Christmas, John Anilio. Don't forget, he's offering his uh, holiday EP uh, called Seasons Geekings up at his website, johnanilio.com, A-N-E-A-L-I-O. That's how you spell his last name, johnanilio.com, or you'll find the link to that up on the uh, website, uh, succotashshow.com. Look for the ad over on right. Oh, hey, hey. Oh, oh man, it's Bill Haywatt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hello, Tim. Bill, Mark. I'm, I'm Mark. 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 Hello, Bill. Bill Haywatt. Hello, Welcome. Good, good wow. to see you there. It's good to see you. You're not looking real well. Are you okay? Oh, I, you know, Under the you're, weather? You're, you're around with the public. You always catch whatever it is that they have. And uh, oh. I was playing Santa at the... Uh, uh, the 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 Nolano Club. That's a tradition for you, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. These are people who are not friends with Bill anymore. Oh, you know I see. I mean? Yeah, yeah. They sit on my knee and they tell me what they want, and I listen to that. But they they, they always have some sort of disease, and I. <laughs> that's, <coughs> that's unfortunate. Which is what brings me to this new drink that we'll be making tonight. Okay. Should we make our? Oh, the, yes, the bar's set thinking. up. Let's go. Absolutely. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another episode of Who's in with Bill. Come on over over to the uh, the, the yes, wet bar here. Absolutely. And uh, you know, Bill Haywatt, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, is you. our, uh, yes. our announcer here on the show. And uh, for those of you new to Sakatash, uh, we have mm. this boozing with Bill segment, which is yes. uh, Bill providing us with a recipe for a, a drink most of us are probably unfamiliar with. Yeah. Bill uh, has a long mm. storied 
patchwork, sure, yes. patchwork history in, uh, in radio. That's quite true. I've been around. I've you've, been everywhere, yes, man. I've been, been all, everywhere. I believe you've been on all the continents at this point. Fuck yes. And I've many been Antarctica, yes. Arctica, actually. Yes, and uh, you've managed yes. to pick up not just every disease known to man, but a number of beverage yes. recipes well, as well. well. This is a beverage that is really meant to be drunk uh, on January 1st. Oh, okay, it's a New Year's it's, beverage. It's, it's, it's after New Year, after you celebrate it. It's, it'll fix you right up. It's, it's the... I got this when I was working as assistant booth announcer on Mystery, Mystery in the Air, brought to you by Camel Cigarettes. And uh, oh. I was working, I was assistant to uh, Harry Morgan. Remember Harry? I do remember From him. Dragnet and yeah, uh, MASH yes, and yes, all of yes. that. He was known as uh, he Henry Morgan back then, okay. but I was assistant. I, was, I remember I was, uh, I was in the cast, also in the cast was... Agnes Moorhead. Oh, she must have been quite lovely. Oh, listen, before what? Agnes Moorhead made it to Bewitched, she was something. I remember we would be sitting there in my, uh, my Morgan. We'd be sitting there on Mulholland Drive, and I would just say her name. I would say, Agnes Moorhead. Agnes. Were you trying to remember her name? Moorhead. Why, why, why did you keep repeating her name? I don't, I don't follow. I, I like the name Moorhead. It was... I, Okay. It was a request. Anyway, we're going to get busy here. We're going to get busy here. We're going to start two glasses All right, right here. Yeah, one for each of and, us. And, uh, you know, just have it. First, we're going to dip into the medicine cabinet. And uh, the main ingredient here is, okay. since it is January 1st, we've got Alka-Seltzer. Uh, we do have Alka-Seltzer. Oh, yeah. yeah so, I also yeah, should so, mention, for those yes, of you, those of you right. new to Succotash, that most of... Bill's beverages have some sort of medicinal quality. Yeah, they're them. good for they're, you. They're curatives, yes. Yes, right. There's one there. You get, you're going to get two of these. Oh, boy. And oh. I'm going to get two of these. Well, you know what? Considering I just had lamb vindaloo for lamb lunch. Lamb vindaloo. I think this, this You will don't be like a, lamb vindaloo. You just like to say lamb vindaloo. <laughs> so we're going to put these here. This will be welcome indeed. Okay, good. We're going to get back to oh, these later right. now. Alka-Seltzer in the, in yes, the glasses. Right. All right. See, here's a treat. All right, we got a well, cocktail shaker. This. So this begins with... Uh, oh, it's eggnog. I love eggnog. Yes, it is one of the... Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a holiday drink. It should be part of its... And it's, it's a it post should, You know what? Eggnog drink. should be its own food group. It should be, really. But not just any, any eggnog. We no. have clover organic eggnog. eggnog. Yes. Nothing but the best for my friends. Yes. We're going to get one cup Ooh. of eggnog. Delightful. For two of us. One cup of eggnog. I'm going to pour it in this lovely shaker. All right. I, I'm liking this a lot so far, although I still look askance at the Alka-Seltzer in the glass. No, we'll get to that. Don't, I know we'll get don't to Don't worry your pretty little head there, oh, son. Oh, thank you. you say We're going to start there. Me. Now, for two, we've got... Southern Comfort. Yes, we do. This happens to be the favorite beverage, or used to be anyway, well, of Harry Anderson. Is that right? From Night Court, you may remember Harry really? Anderson. Yes, this I, is a favorite of Harry Dean Stanton, too. It's, it's a Harry beverage. It puts yeah. Harry on his head. So now, for this, we're going to get two shots. All right, one apiece. Two, two shots of Southern Comfort. Okay, there's Poured one. In there. There's one. All right. Uh, and this is really happening. Okay. This yes. is not just sound effects. No, this is on not Foley. This is this some is, real this stuff. This is actually baby. Southern Comfort. I, you know this what? I wonder if really it's against the law stuff. to actually be mixing real alcohol on a oh. podcast. You know, because on TV you can't be shown oh. drinking real alcohol. Well, we're not going to be shown drinking it. Oh, okay. Right. Now here's something. Now we've done that, and here we're going to get. Ooh. We're gonna get the. Um, we've got Southern Comfort. So far, and from then, the outset, yes, I am liking this drink. You're gonna more than like anything this you've drink made before. very much. We're yeah. gonna put a little Kahlua. Kahlua. We're gonna one shot of Kahlua in with oh, the man. two shots of Southern Comfort. Yeah. 
And uh, now remember the one shot, and then for a little bit of the more flavor, add the Sarona Amaretto. First thing I ever got drunk on Amaretto. Really? Ugh. Good lord. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was like, what, you were like three? I was like four, 19, 19 years old. You waited that long? Well, then I got hungover. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, then. Uh, um. the recipe for this, what's this called, by the way? Oh, yes, this is called the hair of the dog that bit you. Hair of the dog that bit you? Yes, it's because you drink it on January 1st after you've indulged uh, yourself. So you know, you, considering that it was, you, it was taught to you by the, Harry Morgan, I think you should yes. call it Harry of the dog. A Harry of the, the dog, but of course I like <laughs> And this so, recipe yes, will be on so the SuccotashShow.com website. So now we're going to put this in the shaker. Okay. We must seal no the ice. shaker up. No ice. No ice. No, we're just going to shake yeah. it up. She was shaking up very nicely. Oh, it sounds good, too. Oh, it's very, very good. It's very good. Now then. And we're going to just, we've got it all mixed up in here. And now we pour it. All right, here we go. Oh, the Over the Alcacel. Oh, dear. Here's where the trouble starts. Oh, yes. So then we're going to need some a for rag. you. And there's some for me. Oh. And then the piece de resistance. Something oh. Putting the Alka-Seltzer in there may have been a massive mistake. No, no, no. Look right. at it. See, that's the thing about the Alka-Seltzer is that is the hair of the dog. I got and, you. And no, the I trick follow. is you try to drink it without drinking the Alka-Seltzer. Now, see, look, it's foaming up. It's kind of interesting. You can hear that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Plop, plop. Like, this is. And this is a little bit of nutmeg that we're going to grind okay. on the top. It's like, a, it's like Rice Krispies for go. adults. Yes. So what we have here is uh, the hairy of the dog that bit oh, you. Right, well. It's, um, you know, uh, uh, for two people, it's one cup of, uh, of eggnog. Yes. And then uh, uh, two shots of uh, uh, Southern Discomfort. So, and then one I'm shot sure. of Amaretto and one shot of Kahlua. You shake it up mightily, and then pour no. it over the Alka-Seltzer, and you, then you grate a little bit of that shit on it. Uh, Cheers. Then, cheers happy holidays to you. Absolutely, me. absolutely. Mm. Oh. I can avoid. That's good. You <laughs> yes, but you gotta make sure. If I can avoid that alka seltzer, you just done. don't drink the alka seltzer because then the dog really bites mm. you. Know? Mm. Mm. You know what? This stuff is so thick. I don't think the alka seltzer is actually dissolving. Oh, it is. It's bubbling. You can see it. It's under there. It's making trouble underneath. Mm. Oh. Mm. Well, so far I haven't tasted the alka seltzer. This is a really good drink. It's a very good drink, and that's mm. why you you put it on the bottom there. See, mm. that's so. This is the hairy. Of the dog that, that bit, bit you. you. I love it. Yes, because it's perfect. You had a whole night of indulgence mm -hmm. because the Alka-Seltzer in there, it's going to fix you up. It's going to clean you out. It'll clean you out <coughs> and <coughs> plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Mm, what a relief. All of that, yeah. Oh, you found it. It almost got me. You're it gonna... almost, it nipped away mm. at me. You got to just got to kind of blow it back into the glass. You know, it's okay. So it's like Agnes okay. Moorhead. Mm. So, so, what? It, so, what? Anyway, uh, that's the story. Hmm. I hope you enjoy this. It's this quite. Is, it's a very, very good drink. Isn't it? This is the best drink from Booze and Bill that we've had since we started. Better the than barbecue punch. <laughs> every, I will say oh. right now, everything mm. you ever make will be better mm. than barbecue punch. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you. Have a very happy new year, and if you didn't have a happy new year, then you've got to make a hairy of the dog that bit you, and you won't give a shit afterwards. That's, that's for damn sure, huh? I'm glad Joe's not getting oh. any of this, because this Joe will not. This, Joe this would is such a teetotaler. He's, he's, oh, he's no fun mm. at all, and you know that. So um, that's all I've got, and uh, that's that's my story for you. I, I hope. Oh, I got, oh, I got the see, you know, That's the thing. You got to drink it without getting the alcohol oh, in your mouth. The, the dog got me. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh.
<laughs> Let's get back to our Suckatash Christmas card to the Pod Mafia. Uh, this time, uh, Merry Christmas wishes and Happy Holidays go out to Jabs at the D Head Factor. Uh, now he's, uh, although he has other fellows on the show with him out of Canberra, Australia, he really is the main man. I mean, yeah, there's F.U. Josh and some other guys, but it's really all about Jabs. He's the body and soul of the D-Head Factor. He's also a stalwart member of the Pod Mafia. He's also the guy who kicked off International Succotash Show Day on December 4th. So our everlasting thanks go out to Jabs. And uh, I hope you all celebrated Succotash Show Day, by the way. Uh, there'll be another one next year on December 4th. Anyway, we always salute him here at Studio P. And here's a little taste of jabs, and he's talking about uh, what was going, what would be in his end of the world kit. So everything that I've been listening to and and stuff like that has inspired me to create my own top ten ends of the world um world item, end of the world item. So I quickly came up with a list and discussed it with you know my mate, my mate hashtag fu Josh, uh, and we'll listen to his response first. But let me give you the ten items so you know what he. Uh, uh, his response was so in coming in at number one i thought a case of beer that's what you want because if it's going to be a volcano if it's going to be a number of things you want a case of beer don't you uh you need an esky that's number two an esky so you can put your case of beer in it you need a cigarette lighter so you can light fires i mean come on we've got to be fucking smart here people because i'd be killing kangaroos and doing all that kind of shit need a tent because for some reason all the vacant houses you wouldn't want to sleep in. I don't know why. Just thought that, you know, it'd be a good thing. You can go bush. You can go uh, get your own food, kill your own food, go bush, go on a tent. There's no electricity out there, which would suck, but it's the end of the world. These are the small compromises we have to make. You'd have a sleeping bag. Where else are you going to fucking sleep? Except for the vacant houses and the beds and stuff like that. But assuming there's no houses, uh, well, you make up your own rules. It's the end of the world. Uh, you'd have a sleeping bag. And I figured a bike because if anyone's seen Mad Max, you all know that petrol, uh, petrol's going to be um, at a premium and it's going to be really hard in Australia to kind of um, get petrol. So I thought, why don't I get a bike and I'll get a punch kit and stuff like that as part of the bike pack. And then I'll be able to ride around town and just do whatever i needed to do and i thought bottled water because you know once the taps stop working and people stop looking after all that kind of thing bottled water would be a great idea uh, and to wash down my case of beer of course um and then to try and help josh out i thought i'd go get a print out of all these property contracts and and keep hold on to them just in case it's a revolution style ends of the world and they decide to try and rebuild the world and then you can say hey mate uh, hashtag f you josh owns those fucking you know that half of canberra uh and so technically still does and then i put porno magazines because depending if your wife's there or if she's not you might need some fucking porno magazines you know you know, the internet's not going to work you're not going to be able to check out porn on the internet so porno magazines and of course a uh, big fuck off gun uh, big fuck off bat, sorry, with nails in it, or logically a gun, but because of the gun laws in Australia, of course you couldn't survive. Um, so big fuck off bat with nails in it or a gun uh, as my weapon of choice. So you know, chase chase kangaroos with big fuck off bat. You know, we we'll be going for it. All right. So I, that, that's my ends of the world items, and so I decided to ask. If- All right. So if you're hearing our podcast, obviously the Mayans were wrong. Uh, the world did not come to an end, and actually I had. Uh, I had tweeted to Jabs, since he's in Australia and, uh, you know, he's several hours ahead of we are across the international dateline. I said, Jabs, give us a little clue if it seems like the end of the world is coming up because you're, uh, you're going to get there before we do. But it didn't happen. Uh, thank you, Jabs. Happy holidays. You can find him at thedheadfactor.com, also on iTunes 
or on Stitcher Smart Radio. You can find us on Stitcher Smart Radio as well. Uh, speaking of which, if, uh, if you've got a kind bone in your body for the holidays and you want to do your comedy podcasts some good, the favorites you have, go up to iTunes and rate uh, them or us or whoever you want. Uh, give us some a hearty number of stars, four or five stars. Write a little review if you would. Go to Stitcher, click on the thumbs up button for your favorite shows, and it all helps us get better visibility. And of course, with better visibility comes nothing. I mean, we get more listeners, but there's no money in it. Not yet. You promised. Oh, no, your money's coming, Kenny. It's in the mail. Checks I, checks oh, in the mail. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. So, uh, Merry Christmas wishes next to Travis Clark and Brandy Clark, the co-hosts of Tiny Odd Conversations. Uh, they were almost out of the pod mafia before it began because, uh, Travis was feeling like there was nowhere else to go with his show, Tiny Odd Conversations. He was going to just shut the whole thing down. Uh, I'm happy to say, uh, I, along with other members of the pod mafia, were able to talk him off the ledge. And uh, I'm glad we did so, because if it wasn't for uh, him getting back in the game, we may never have heard uh, the great cookie recipe we played earlier this year from Chef Eddie Vetter. And uh, here's part of a conversation that Travis and Brandy had recently on their Not the Holiday special episode of Tiny Odd Conversations. There was a homeless about man a homeless who just like Santa Claus. Yes. A homeless Santa Claus. A very, <laughs> like... Like what Santa Claus would really look like if he only worked one day a year, you know? Like he would this, just be trash yeah. and yeah. scraggly and not very like shiny and jolly. Yeah, no, Santa Claus <laughs> would be a drifter if if anything. He would be a transient, he would be a vagrant, and that's who this this guy was thin. uh what? Thin. No, very this thin. guy was not thin. This guy had some thought, uh, No, he had some holly jolly to him. Oh, he had, because he had had no money. He had clearly been digging donuts <laughs> out of the dumpster. Like he like when 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 the 7-Eleven and the local donut shop throws out what isn't good anymore, he clearly was he loading up. He jumps on up. those pink yeah. sprinkle donuts. Uh and also too, if I'm honest, looks like what I'm probably going to look like in about 40 years. Like I was like, "Brandy, that's your future right there. <laughs> that is the ghost of husband future just looking at you in the face. Homeless, big long gray beard long gray hair not totally sane and just desperate for attention that's me in and 40 I, years and i told you as long as you still keep making me laugh i, I guess that's all right <laughs> so uh we went to back to the the party where i overindulged at uh we were going there and they the hostess wanted us to bring some tonic water for like mm -hmm. did she make gin and tonics no or she is, never did oh she did apologized she, for oh. profusely at the end because she was like fuck i only needed one and you brought three and now we didn't use any of them. Right. Well, okay. I didn't know if she just was a fan of tonic water. No. There are at least three of those people in the world who just love tonic water. <laughs> so uh, we went to a 7-Eleven to pick up tonic water. Well, right off the bat, I'm like, they're not. They'll have club soda, but tonic water is not going to happen. So we pull up, and, the, and, and every place we ever go, you, there's always this debate of who's going to go in. <laughs> And let me tell you who never wants to go in. Me. That guy. Let me tell you who also doesn't want to go in. Brandy. Neither Depending. one of us is really a super fan, especially of 7-Eleven, because there's always somebody out front begging for something. And both of us, uh, I, I guess, feel bad for the people. And, and But you can't help everyone. And, and then it's just also, it's just like, oh, you're bumming me out. Yeah. <laughs> your, your, your poor life choices are making me feel bad. Stop it. So homeless Santa is out there uh, standing out front and we're doing the exchange. Who's going to go in? And I do my usual, like, uh, have fun, uh, pick up what you need. 
And uh, then Homeless Santa is what I don't know what he was really doing. It seemed like he was going to fight a man. Yeah, he, he there was a bit of a costation that appeared to be between the two of those men. I, the other one, costation is yeah. that a word? Uh, it, it is, is now. now. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone who speaks English. Costation is your new word for 2013. All right, I'm. <laughs> that was uh, Tiny Odd Conversations, by the way. Uh, Travis Clark and Brandy Clark. Merry Christmas to you. You can find them uh, at TalkPod, T-O-C-P-O-D dot com, iTunes, and Stitcher Smart Radio. I sorry, I was pausing there for a moment because there's a a strange scientific reaction, chemical reaction going on at uh, Bill's wet bar. Uh, the, the glasses left over from our drinks are actually... Bu- Bill, Bill was, yeah, so that's what happens when you don't drink the Alka-Seltzer, Bill. It, uh, the foam has almost come back out of the glass. It's very, very weird. <laughs> Bill's now thrown himself on the drinks uh, as if it was a grenade. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew there were going to be seconds on uh, Harry of the Dog That Bit You? That was amazing and frightening all at the same time. Uh, in, next up, I think Gavin from the Pissed Off Man Show uh, and also the G&J Show is part of the Pod Mafia. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I think he is. But I don't want to take a chance that he isn't because he is the pissed off man. So Merry Christmas, G. And for a guy who says he doesn't have much to be pissed off about on the latest, uh, the last day of existence, according to the Mayan calendar, that is, he still managed to get a few shots in. Here's a, a clip from the pissed, no, it's not just a clip. This is the entirety of the pissed off man. Hello and welcome back to the pissed off man podcast. I've done one in a while, mainly because I haven't been pissed off. Anything I have been pissed off about, I can't talk about because I would get sacked. If you're in the know in Northern Ireland, there was a major sporting announcement made this week, which bit of a boot to the balls for old Gavin here, but we can't talk about it, so we'll move on. It's Friday the 21st of December 2012. You all know me, Gavin works Saturdays. Nobody else apparently does, because when I came through Belfast City Centre earlier this evening, everyone was smugly drinking and having good times while Gavin was having a shitty time. Gavin was having a shitty time because Gavin had to stand at a bus stop for a fucking hour because people were protesting and fucking up the public transport system. Not happy about that. Not good. As I say, apart from that and work-related things, not much for me to be pissed off about. Found my smell. Hope he's listened to the last Gavin and Donna Have a Talk podcast. I have to come up with a better name for that, obviously, but, you know, shit's been crazy, so I haven't really had time to sit down and do stuff. That'll come to an end tomorrow night when I get out of work, and then me and James will sit down for a drink and a G&J show. I'm done when I am in the way later. Getting back into the swing of things. This episode's just basically touching base with the listenership, as you do. Touching base. Just let you know what's happening, where I've been. Well, you know where I've been. I've been in Amsterdam. I haven't shut up about it. I haven't stopped posting Instagram pics. Which, thank God, Instagram aren't selling our pictures after all. Like they ever were going to do that. Not even Instagram, it's Facebook. Released a new terms of service today. No shit, you weren't going to do that. Really? Why did the internet go mad about that? Like it was going to happen. Idiots. More idiots, and I'm sorry, I'm going to have to apologise to other podcasters, but see this end of the world shit? Knock it in the fucking head. Seriously, you need to end that. It's beyond a joke. It 
was beyond the joke before the actual day it was meant to happen. Shut the fuck up about it. That's what's pissed me off. Just remembered, he's put me in a bad mood now. Shut the fuck up about the end of the world. Oh, it didn't happen. Oh, we'll post shit pictures of fucking Australia because they're in the future. Shut up. It's not funny. It's not clever. Everyone's doing it. It's played out. You bastards. Pissed off after all. Who knew? Smell is now on the floor. With a lot of dust. Really need to vacuum this studio. Why am I in a studio with wooden floors? Why can't we have carpet in the goddamn BKS Northern Ireland? Because it's a kitchen, and you don't have carpet in the kitchen. So that's how you get ants. If Archer taught us anything, that's how you get ants. I've been a pissed off man. I'll see you tomorrow night, possibly for a live G&J radio show. Possibly. <laughs> okay. Now, if you don't have to rewind that more than once and listen to that to figure out what the heck Gav isn't talking about, you're a better man than I am. <laughs> But I, I've my another vow for 2013 is I will not beat up G and J for not being able to understand their Irish brogue. Uh, next up is a uh, kind of a non-comedy comedy podcast. It's the From Out of Nowhere or Fooncast with Eric Furness and Rob Kern. It's a music podcast. They do get a little light on there. They're a little funny. But Eric is a huge proponent of the Pod Mafia and. Uh, insists on referring to me as the pod father uh tweets about it all the time so they're definitely in when it comes to the pod mafia they've uh, they've also had some uh, a little bit of a hardship they lost their studio because of uh, hurricane sandy uh it kind of wiped out their studio space and so uh, they're limping by by using a digital recorder and having to do their show in a local bar poor guys of course, that's the sort of curse that Bill Haywatt would love to have if we were doing our show from a local bar. Damn straight. <laughs> oh, Doesn't it? Uh, anyway, the show that I grabbed a clip from, ironically, actually features Rob Kern in a bar interview that he did a while back in, uh, I believe this was in Austin, Texas. And so we're not actually going to hear Eric Furness on this particular clip. So sorry about that, Eric. Just uh, sort of luck of the draw grabbing from one of your more recent shows. Anyway, this was a, an interview he did with Lemmy Kilmeister and Matt Sorum. For those of you who are into music, those names will be familiar to you. Uh, anyway, sorry, Eric, I was in a hurry. We'll get your voice on one of these clips pretty soon. But thanks for supporting Suck at That Show and for being a part of the Pod Mafia. Let's hear a clip from the Fooncast. Hey, you're part of the legacy now. You're part of, you know, Motorhead. Uh, bucket list item for you. Was this one of the things? Uh, definitely. I can retire now. I was thinking when they let me off in Kansas, I might open my own uh, corn farm and just, you know, wear my Motorhead jacket. <laughs> See, this is it. I'm done. <laughs> You know, what am I going to do now? You know, Axel calls. Oh, fuck you. I play with Motorhead. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I did it. <laughs> I did that, yeah. Yeah. I remember Axel saying when somebody threw something on the stage, and he said, I don't have to put up with that. Let me tell me. I don't have to put up with that, so yeah. fuck you. Yeah. I think I got Lemmy to back me up now, you know what I mean? I sort of feel good about that. <laughs> that was funny, man, yeah. Uh, what's on your bucket list? Do you have any... Things I do before I die. Oh well, you know we haven't, we've never had a hit in America. You know, we've had, we actually got in the top hundred this time, the last album, first time, number eighty nine, straight out again, which is a start. You know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what we've done. You know, I think we've uh, made ourselves a, 
a definite place. When we go, there'll be a hole you can't fill, which is all right with me, you know. There's nobody else like us. Yeah. He'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> you got a Grammy, though, didn't you, Lenny? Yeah, but for recording the Metallica song. You know, even then they managed to get the knife and then they actually gave us one. <laughs> well, that's fucking true, isn't it? It was only a mercy fuck anyway. It was our 30th <laughs> anniversary, you know. <laughs> they gave us one for one of our albums or one of our songs, it means something, you know. Yeah, it's it's better, right? yeah, fuck. What would you expect from the Grammys, you know? Jethro Tull's heavy metal. Jethro there you go. Heavy metal, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. My point. I never heard of a flute player in heavy metal, have you? <laughs> Not on one leg, no. <coughs> Not doing a pirouette while he's singing, playing a fucking flute. I know. Flute. That's the dog leg. When Mickey gets back, any chances of report, incorporating the reality show concept into the set, like a like a jungle theme? I'm not swinging from ropes for anybody. <laughs> he, I mean, he, he might not make it. He might break fucking limbs or something out there. I mean, you know, anything could happen. <laughs> fucking dangerous shit that, that they had this chick on the other night they never get them doing the dangerous ones you know there was this glass coffin and they locked this bird in it and they had all snakes and bugs and shit and then they started filling it up with water so in the end they're all crawling on their head you know that's what I wanted to see Mickey doing you know <laughs> All right, so there's a conversation with a couple of the blokes from Motorhead. Uh, that can be heard at the FromOutOfNowhereMedia.com website. The Fooncast is also found on iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. And that is my Christmas card, fellows and ladies, to the members of the Pod Mafia. I hope I remembered everybody. And I do know, as I said at the beginning of the show, there are some folks in the Pod Mafia Irregulars, and I wanted to clip your shows as well. But we just plain ran out of time this episode, so I will clip it in the next episode. That will be Epi 45, so we'll be hearing from, and I want to wish a Merry Christmas and very Happy New Year to the folks behind Bone and Albo, The Brittany American, Clutch and Wiggle, The Random Variety Show, and Toggle the Switch. I will clip all you guys in Epi 45. Uh, in the meantime, let's close out the show with a burst o' durst with our in-house raging moderate comedian Will Durst as he sounds off about the gun control issue as only he can. Hey guys, Will Durst here to say that it's only human nature to want to take action after a traumatic event, to do something, to make sure that Newtown never ever happens again, here, there, anywhere. Meanwhile, opposite sides of the gun issue, <laughs> the gun issue, are worried that their rights might get trampled in this wave of emotion. So they drown each other out with battalions of bullhorns, and it doesn't matter that they can't hear each other because they're not listening anyway. And so here we go again. Guns, guns, guns. The NRA is busy pumping out press releases saying that if the teachers had been armed, this tragedy could have been averted. But what about the kids? Don't they have the right to defend themselves? Or is middle school where we draw the line? Fourth grade? The left typically blames the proliferation of guns. But as we all know, guns don't kill people. It's those darn bullets that create the holes that the blood leaks out of way too quick. Liberals are also once again questioning whether military-type assault weapons should have a place in today's society. To which the right counters that semi-automatic rifles aren't assault weapons, and the left obviously has no experience with guns or they wouldn't mislabel them. Totally missing the point. 
Doesn't matter what you call them. Semi-automatic rifles, magic wands, caramelized pump-action fruit rolls. Stick a feather in their muzzle and call them macaroni. The only reason to own a macaroni that can fire hundreds of rounds of bullets in mere seconds is to kill people. Yes, of course, they can be used as legitimate hunting rifles. You can also use a flamethrower to light a cigarette. If you think about it, a hand grenade will signal the end of recess. Need to cut some butter? Bring a chainsaw. Just gonna get a little messy around muffin time is all I'm saying. And right now, it's muffin time. For Succotash, the podcast of comedy podcasts, I'm Will Durst. All right. Thank you, Will Durst. Thank you all for listening and for your support this past year uh, of Succotash. Uh, we are the podcast of comedy podcasts. Uh, big ol' happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, and Happy New Year to all you comedy podcasters out there. Don't forget you can send me your three to five minute MP3 clips to clips at succotashshow.com. Uh, I hope Santa brings you exactly what you're looking for, particularly if it's new equipment for your podcast. That would be great. Uh, in the meantime, thanks to Joe Polino of Studio P, our producer and engineer. Bill Haywatt? Yes. Uh, Bill Haywatt, our booth announcer. Remember, the uh, recipe for Harry of the Dog That Bit You will be on the SuckatashShow.com website. And thanks, Kenny Durgis, our booth assistant. That's so welcome. Good. i got to clean up all this Alka-Seltzer doodle in here now. Somebody's got to do it, Kenny. It's your oh, job. Okay, okay. Give oh, a raise. Absolutely. So uh, have yourselves a good holiday. We'll talk to you closer to New Year's. And in the meantime, please remember at Christmas dinner or any other time, to pass the succotash. <laughs>